Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. Man, I read this, um, I read it or saw it, you know, you just don't remember anymore, but (laughs) probably both, but I do remember seeing it. It was this high-speed chase in Dallas, Texas, and this man was driving a Dodge Charger Hellcat, and it is a beautiful car. But he wasn't doing anything good in it. He was on a high-speed chase. And this man was, su- was sustaining speeds of 120 miles an hour for so long. And, for, 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 and he was going so fast that the highway patrol could not even keep up with him. They did not have the ability to chase him down. Luckily, he pulled over on the side of the road and did the run into the field thing. And he got tackled in Jesus' name. Man, we don't celebrate high-speed chases here, even though we're in Miami. But, but this, this story I want to tell you, it's important because this guy, he's driving so fast and so far, and he outran these police officers. He even outran the, the helicopter chasing him. I mean, that's fast. <laughs> you can look it up. He went so fast that he outran everything that was chasing him. And today I want to bring a message to you called, no matter what. Can say that with me? No matter what. Because we need to chase excellence, right? What we need to do is we need to get our lives to the capacity that we can go faster and farther than we are going right now. Because that, that, that man that outran the police helicopter, the man that outran the police officers, they were not able to catch him because they didn't have the capacity to catch him. Well, I bet they made some changes. Come on, they probably did. Put some nitrous in the, in the back. But what I, what I believe today, what God wants to do, is he wants to say there's a higher capacity. There's a higher level that we can get to in our lives. And today, if we will focus in on what God has to say, I believe that we can chase those dreams that God has in front of us. We can see those victories that seem so far away. We can get that breakthrough that we've been really hoping for and praying for. But our capacity has to go higher. Our capacity has to get bigger. So I'm excited for this message today because today is about us going deeper, higher, and and seeing breakthrough in every part of our lives. If anybody is ready for breakthrough, just make some noise. Wow. I don't even have to do, let's try again. That That was next level, man. So get ready, guys. Come on, that pumped me up. This is a scripture I want to bring out today. It's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. Proverbs chapter 23. It says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he or she. Come on. It's just that way. As a man or a woman thinks in his heart, so is he. What happens in here is going to produce fruit out there. What happens in here is going to be eventually the reality that we live in. The faith that we have right now is, is a seed that you're eventually going to live in. Our reality right now is a seed of our faith and our thinking from a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, five years ago. We are all living in the reality that we had faith for. And yes, God does miracles. Yes, God surprises us. But he can't push past the limits that we have in our own mind and our own faith. Because God is, is infinitely big, but he needs to be infinitely big in our lives. And we're good at putting limits on everything, aren't we? We're good at putting limits on our faith. 
We're good at, at thinking of why things can't happen. We're good at thinking about why things shouldn't happen or can't happen. But today is a day that we need to break every limit off of our faith. And today, come on, is not about positive thinking. I believe in positive thinking. Man, Oprah Winfrey, man, if you need some positivity, you can go watch her. But today isn't just about positive thinking. Today is about Holy Spirit, Jesus, power of, of, in our life like never before. Because there is only a certain amount of, 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 of uh, fruit we can get from positive thinking. But what God can do is next level. And today I believe God is taking us to another level in our faith. So today I want to preach and teach on the subject of excellence. I believe everybody in this room wants excellence. Excellent family, excellent bank account. Come on. That hits everybody all the time. We all want excellence in every area of our life. We want an excellent marriage. We want excellent children. Man, we want excellent in our emotions, in our spirituality. So figuring out what is not excellent is the key here. Anything that is excellent in our lives did not happen by chance. Come on. You rarely see an amazing kid just come out of, uh, you know, on accident. I love my kids. I got to work hard to raise good kids. It's hard. Come on. Go get that wooden spoon right over there. I'll put it in my back pocket. It's a threat, but they, it's all good. Don't send me any emails. We're good. <laughs> But it's hard to get good grades. Someone say amen. It's hard to be successful in business. You have to fight for it. Man, it's hard to, to do anything with excellence on accident. And today what God wants to just remind us of is that he is pure excellence. And we can serve a God who will help us get to a level of excellence in our life to where we will see breakthrough and freedom and, and, and a limitless potential open up over our life. So I don't know about you, but I am ready to go to another level. I can tell you honestly that I have been looking at my life, looking at every part of me and saying, God, if there's a limit, if there's a lid, if there's a part of my thinking or my faith that, that doesn't line up to what you say, man, let's deal with it right now. I've been dealing with it. I mean, I probably look crazy at times. I'm in the car and I'm just speaking faith. I'm just speaking life. I'm in the bathroom and I'm just like, man, in Jesus name, you know, whatever, you know, I'm walking around the house and I am just believing. So don't be afraid to look crazy at times because we need to speak things over our life. So a few things for us to hit a level of excellence. Number one, I have been created for more. So say this with me. No matter what, I have been created for more. And you might feel corny saying that. But what I want to tell you is maybe you have never said any sorts of things. But we need, to, and I think it's important to speak things. We can think all sorts of things. But we need to speak things because I believe there is power in our words. There is power in our declaration. And what we need to be is a people that are declaring the goodness of God, the faith of God. Come on. It's not always what we see. We have to, we have to prophesy and speak about things that we can't see and do it in faith and, and watch God deliver. But we put these limits on ourselves. Right. I remember years ago, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I didn't grow up with Christian parents, man. I was, I was the kid who everybody was surprised. Like, Oh, he's going to church. Like I was that guy. And I started going to church and, um, 
and I just loved it. Man, I couldn't, I couldn't get away from it. I, I even was like excited to be the janitor. Like, honestly, like I was so happy to be the janitor. I'd just listen to worship music and be cleaning toilets, but I was at church and it was so much better than anything that I was doing before. I was like, man, I'm just happy to be here all the time. And God began to do something in my life. He began to show me, you know what? I, I want you to be a pastor. I want you to give your life for me in, in, in this way. So I began to do it. Um, I remember the first time I started to volunteer in the youth ministry. Come on, where are all my students at? Come on, revivals in our students right now. And, and I remember I just was there and I was just volunteering and I was just, um, just, just serving and I remember there was a couple guys who were running game time. You know, at youth services, you know, they have tons of fun, do tons of stuff. They're running game time. I remember I looked at the students and uh, the, the leaders that were running game time. And I thought, man, I could never, I could never get on the mic and do that. I could never run game time. I'm too nervous to get on the mic. I could never say all the things that they say. And, but I knew there was a limit in me, so I had to push past it. So I did my first game and I, you know, thank God I had a co-game person because they helped it be fun. I was not good. And now I'm the best game person that, that Pastor Darrison and Whitney can get. You got to book me six months out now. Come on. And it's a funny story, but, but there was a lid. There was a limit in my thinking and in my life that if I didn't challenge it, I would not be on this stage today. Looks like a stupid game just for, you know, whatever, for 10 minutes. But if I wouldn't have pushed past that, you, I wouldn't be up here today. Isn't that wild? So a little thing can have a huge impact. A little thing can change your destiny and, your per- and, 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 and where God wants to bring you. So I tell you a ridiculously uh, funny story about game time for middle schoolers. Because if I wouldn't have pushed through that, I wouldn't be up here today. I wouldn't be leading a campus. I wouldn't be with you today. I mean, I mean how powerful are the little limits in our life? We think they're little, we think they're powerless, but they're not. They hold us back in ways that we can't even imagine. So today, I want to remind you that you were created for more. That God who created the universe, God created you, God created you with purpose. God is an amazing God. There is no limits to what he wants to do. There is no limits that you should accept on your life because every limit... Every barrier, come on, every single thing. Man, let's push against all those limits right now because what God wants to do is he wants to set you free and, you, and the things that you will see because of that are gonna be a game changer. Come on, you were created for more. You guys have probably heard me say this before because I've said it on stage that I hate math. <laughs> like I've said it for, for decades, you know what I mean? We're going on, we got going on 30, 30 something years of, not wanting to do math. I took every math twice in high school. Anybody else? Come on. All right. <laughs> every summer was ruined, taking summer school. I don't know why I did it. You know, f- fail math and then eight hours of math during the summer. Just didn't learn the lesson. But you know what? I, what even just going through this message, you know, this past couple months, God's really been showing me, you know what? If there's anything in your life that's just not positive or faith-filled, it needs to go. So I'm never going to say I'm not good at math anymore. I'm never signing up for a class. You'll never see me at FIU. I'll never help you with your homework. <laughs> I, I'm never going to figure out what X is for you because, you know, it take a lot of time and I got kids, you know, I'm busy, so I can't. But I'm never going to even say I'm bad at anything anymore 
Because God doesn't make us bad at things. Come on. I, I, I mean, you're like, what does math have to do with my faith? It actually has a lot to do with your faith. Because I, for decades I spoke, you know what? I'm not good at math. So I literally just believed that I can never do math. I can never do it. I can never be good at it. And I was like, you know what? In Jesus' name, that's a limit. And it's coming off. I'm great at math, guys. Come on. I'm so good. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a math all-star. Come on. I am. And, and you might be thinking, man, what, what is this about? I'm just trying to show you that there are little limits that we believe. And I believe that for decades that I would be bad at math. I gave in. I gave in to a little thing. And I believe that maybe even at times the enemy used that little thing or used some little area in my life that I surrendered to him to get to another part of my life that mattered even more. Every limit has to go off of your mind. Every, every bit of negativity, every bit of faithlessness needs to go. And that's why I think the enemy fought me so hard on this message. Because he wants you discouraged. He wants you to believe the lies. He wants you to not have the faith. He wants you to think, man, I'm just going to be negative forever. I'm just going to be pessimistic forever. I, I'm just going to be, I'm going to struggle with this forever. I'm going to be broke forever. Come on. I'm never going to be a good parent. I'm never going to be successful in my business. I'm never going to have a house. Come on. There's so many limits in this world. I just named a whole bunch of them that I hear all the time. But in Jesus name, man, every limit's got to go. Come on. Every limit's got to go. Not for, not for our prosperity, not just so we're just happy, but because our God is a God who does not have limits. So you don't either. Come on. These are the limits that we think, and they're the limits that they have, to, they have to go. We have to let them go right now. We have to just say, you know what? Every limit in my life needs to come off because God has created me for more. There's so much in your future. It doesn't matter if you're young or you're old. If your best days are not behind you, come on. We were created for more. So every limit's got to come off. Some limits are like, well, man, my family... Man, we've just always had that. My family, I'll never be successful. I'll never have that. You know, we could say, man, I, I just don't think I could ever experience that. Man, speak to every limit in your life and just say, you know what? I was created for more. I might not have a fat bank account, but in Jesus' name, God is going to give me wisdom. I might not have the spouse uh, in my life right now, but in Jesus' name, God's getting me ready for that spouse. You might not have the perfect child right now, but come on, in Jesus' name, God is wrapping his arms around your family and they are going to come home. God hears your prayers. Come on, every limit's got to come off, including the church. So, man, come on. This is, this is a foreshadowing of the greatness of God that's about to hit Miami. Come on. There can be limits on us. We might be thinking, well, man, the 6 p.m., that's, man, that's fire. Come on, God's got, God's got more people in mind. He does. He does. He wants to reach this city more than anybody in this room wants to reach this city. And he wants to use us. So we have to speak to every limit and and tell it to come off. The second thing is this. Are you guys good? All right. Number two is this. I was created for excellence. Say this with me. No matter what, what, I am created for for excellence. excellence. You were. You're created to live an excellent life, not an average life. You're created to get straight A's and not C's. Come on. 
You are, you are created to succeed and not fail. You are created uh, to not be filled with fear, but filled with faith. Come on. Man, God, God has created you for excellence. And we're attracted to excellence. Like, we love to be around things that are excellent. That's why we're always at Disney. So everybody's always going to Disney. Come on. I, I think we've paid too many tolls for the turnpike. What's going on with that thing? Come on. Can we add a lane, please? I mean, it, two lanes all the way up to Orlando, except for, you know, I don't know. I got issues with the turnpike. <laughs> but we were created for excellence. We love excellence. Sorry, guys. I just, the turnpike just gets me mad at times. It does. Two trucks, the same speed limit for like an hour. Come on, guys. We love excellence. There's a difference between Wendy's and Chick-fil-A. You know, it's true, man. And I, I'm not hating on Wendy's because we go to Wendy's because come on four for four dollars. Come on. You can feed the family for eight bucks. It's amazing. You go to Chick-fil-A. It's in the twenties. You're like, oh, here we go. But Chick-fil-A is excellent. And Wendy's is Wendy's, right? Like when you go to Wendy's and you're in the drive through you're like, I don't, this might just be me and, and we'll see how you guys feel about this, but I legitimately am not sure if the Wendy's that I go through is going to be the Wendy's that ends up on like a Facebook viral video. You know what I'm saying? The workers are licking the buns or rubbing them on the ground. I've seen it. I, I'm telling you, like I get, I get nervous. I look at the workers. I'm like, what, what, what do they look like? I'm judging them hardcore, like trying to see what what their life is like because about to eat some food. But when you go through Chick-fil-A, come on, there is never a doubt in your mind. It's like Jesus is working at every Chick-fil-A. You pull up to the drive-thru, they're standing in the heat with an iPad for hours with a smile on your face. My pleasure, you know. How are you doing, sir? They are excellent. They like know my family. I mean, I walk in there and it's like a whole nother experience. And I never have ever once thought, is this Chick-fil-A going to end up on a viral video ever, <laughs> ever? Never thought that. But stumble into that. Man, an, an excellent family, you don't stumble into that. Excellent spiritual life, you don't stumble into that. Man, an excellent, man, you name it, an excellent church, we don't, we don't stumble into that. We fight for that here. We fight for excellence here. We don't settle here. There's a difference between excellence and the difference that makes all of, all of the change happen comes from one word, and it's discipline. Discipline is excellence. And God created you for excellence. All right, this is going to hurt. So he also created you for discipline, to have discipline in our life, to have standards in our life, to have a healthy routine in our life. So as, as a Christian, as a believer in Jesus, a, a basic discipline is to worship God. A basic discipline is to come to church. A basic discipline is to pray to God. A basic discipline is to read the scriptures. But if we don't get the basics right, how are we going to ever increase our capacity? It's easy to slip into average, right? I, you're, I'm not immune. Hello? It's easy to wake up every single morning, open your phone, and do God knows what for an hour. You know what I mean? Like, oh, what's going on? What's all this? You scroll social media, read news articles for an hour. Man, it's easy to do that, but 
There's a discipline that we need to have, and it's different for everybody, where, man, you know what? Instead of doing that, I'm going to set the tone of my day with scripture, with worship, because I need that when I go to work. Come on. We need that when we're on the highway. We need that to, to, to make it through. And we want God's activity in our life. So if we can't get the basic disciplines right, how can we even handle the things that, that cause great pressure in our life? Pastor David, he used this illustration one time, or I think he told it to me. I don't remember, but it never left me. Pressure is like when you take a grape and you squeeze it. Something's going to come out. If you want to know some of the limits and the lids in your life and some of the the barriers in your faith and in your thinking, what happens when pressure hits you? What happens when difficulty comes your way? What comes out of you when pressure just is overwhelming? It might be anger. It might be hopelessness. It might be depression. It might be faithlessness. So what we need to do is we, we need to say, when pressure comes my way, that's the time to fight. That's the time to say, you know what? I've been doing my disciplines, but now's the time to speak to those limits. And man, when pressure comes my way, I'm going to fight. I'm not going to give in to depression anymore. I'm not going to give in to hopelessness anymore. Man, I'm not going to believe any lie over my life that says I can't do it or that this is it or that it's over. But in the name of Jesus, I am moving forward. In the name of Jesus, the limits that are coming against me are going to come off because in Jesus' name, he's won the victory. Come on. We got to fight our limits. And, and today, today, man, what are your limits? What are the things in your mind, in your faith, that there's a wall that you've hit? That's where we need to say, in Jesus' name, they're coming off. I, I, I'm going to fight that thing. I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going to discipline myself to go into battle because the enemy wants to get into your mind. He wants to get into your life. He wants you to accept limits that don't belong at all in your life. I mean, man, Jesus is like, what he wants to do, our thinking, our our thinking is a lot like a house, right? Jesus wants to come in and do Chip and Joanna gains on us, man. Make us look great. Think great. Give us a makeover. Come on. Make us, make us healthy. But there's some rooms that we don't give him access to. Areas of our life, does Jesus realize it? So today is really about what rooms, what areas of our life does Jesus not have access to? Because the devil loves to hide things in those rooms. He loves to hide those limits in those rooms where we've got this side of our life that is healthy, but this side of our life, man, there's a, there's a door that the devil has access to. Because he has come to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal everything good from your life. He wants to destroy you and your family. He wants to kill the purpose and the dream that God has designed you to live out. And he does it in here. He does it in here. Because our God's already won the victory. Come on. Come on. Our God has won the victory. There's nothing that the enemy can win in our life that we don't give him. We give him victory. He never wins it. We give away the victory. We give away. We give away our prosperity. We give away our purpose. But man, God is a restorative God. And he has created you and me for excellence. So when God comes in our life, he gives us a born again mind. And he begins to transform us 
from where, who we were to who he wants us to be. And the enemy wants to sabotage that dream. The enemy wants to sabotage our thinking. The enemy wants to pollute and he wants to take everything good that God is trying to do. So it's our job to say, you know what? Anything that's not of excellence, I'm going to battle against that thing. Come on. Some of you in this room, there's a level in your thinking where you need to go to excellence, where man, you feel like you've just always been negative. In Jesus' name, let's break that off. Come on. When pressure comes your way, man, you're just going to be, you're going to be obnoxiously um, faith-filled, right? Come on. Uh, uh, my, my kitchen ceiling just fell through, right? It started as a little crack. It's just crazy. It started as this little crack. I was like, oh, wow, it looks like a little earthquake happened. Scheduled to get it fixed. But in the meantime, the crack got bigger and bigger and bigger, and the ceiling eventually fell through. Can I tell you that the enemy wants to get cracks in, in your life and in my life? They look small at first. They're kind of maybe even interesting at first. But if we don't do the repair work, there's going to be some damage that comes through. So where are the cracks? Let's deal with them today. Don't walk out of this room, at least with the, 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 the gumption on the inside of you. Uh, stay in my life inside of you to say, you know what? I'm not going to deal with that anymore. I'm not going to let that stay in my life anymore. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be faith-filled. Man, I'm not going to be a person that's going to allow that struggle to overcome my life anymore. And you might feel like, man, I take two steps forward, but then I take five steps back. I try, but then I fail. I try, but then I fail. Man, uh, I want to encourage you to keep trying, but I also want to say that if you keep going five steps back, maybe there's a limit or a lid in your faith and in your thinking that you need to deal with. Come on, God wants to set us free. God has caused us and called us to prosper. So we are going to move forward. We are going to see that happen in our life. The third thing is this. I've been created for leadership. Everybody say this with me. No matter what, I'm created for leadership. Come on. God is raising up leaders in this room. He is. You might be thinking, but pastor, how can I be a leader? How can I lead? Hey, you might not start out as the number one guy, but man, we are called to be leaders We are called to lead ourselves. We are called to lead our spouses. We are called to lead our families. We are called to be an influence when we step foot into our schools, into our workplaces. God has created you to be a leader. It doesn't mean you go around bossing people around with the gospel. Come on, no one needs any of that. But what it means is when you step into a room, there's something different. Something different. I know amazing men of God that say nothing, but they enter a room and everything changes. Because God is calling you to not be influenced by your atmosphere, but to influence your atmosphere. God is calling you to step foot into every area of your life. And you're not so affected and and, and changed by your environment, but you change the environment. It's the God inside of us that does that. God has called you to be a leader, to rise up and be a leader. The enemy wants you to believe the lie that you can't lead. He wants you to believe that because you failed, you're disqualified. He wants you to believe that because you have this in your life, man, you could never be a leader. He wants, to believe, he wants you to believe that, man, you've just, you, you're, an, you're an introvert, so you can't lead. He wants you just to think, man, you're shy, so you can't lead. He wants you to think you're too old or too young. You name it. He'll say anything to get us to believe it. 
But today, we all need to walk out of this place saying, you know what? I'm going to influence every area of my life. And and it's going to be a godly influence. It's going to be an influence that changes every place that I walk into. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So step foot into your workplace and say, you know what? I might not be the boss, but man, I'm going to be a leader here. I'm going to lead with integrity. I'm going to work with character. Man, and your family, man, you, you lead your family. Maybe you feel like, man, I've been a bad mom, a bad dad. Hey, start, start doing healthy leadership today. Lead your family. Lead your, lead, your, lead your workplace. A great place to start to lead here at Brave. Man, jump into Begin right after this service. Come on, let's put our hands together for Begin. It's everybody's next step here. And if you have not done Begin, I think even something powerful will happen just by doing the physical act of walking to something and saying, you know what? I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to step into a greater degree of who God is calling me to be. So jump in to begin today. Man, tomorrow we're starting 21 days of prayer. It's going to be amazing. And I would say commit this next 21 days to to developing yourself, to speaking to every limit, everything in your heart, everything in your mind, and being free. Man, step into leadership. It's so good. I want to share this scripture with you. I'm almost done. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. This is the type of leadership God has given you. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Talk about leadership right there. Talk about authority right there. So anything that you can think of, man, God has given you the authority to bind and to loose according to his will. So man, you speak to your life. Man, in Jesus' name, man, the best the best days of my life are ahead of me. Man, in Jesus' name, I might not understand everything that's going on, but I have faith that my God knows every detail that's happening. Man, in Jesus' name, I speak to every spirit, every lie, every plan of the enemy that's coming against me, my family, you, this church, man, and I just say, be broken in Jesus' name. We bind those things, but we loose the power of God, the freedom of God. Lord, loose freedom across this place. Come on, God is setting people free today. I grew up mowing the lawn. Anybody else? I grew up mowing the lawn. Come on. I grew up mowing the lawn, and I'm glad I did. But I remember the first time. There's the lawn. Go do it. Got the lawn mower out, and there's the there's the lawn. Go do it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna mow the lawn. This is gonna be the first time I've ever mowed the lawn, and I'm gonna do it amazing. Like this is gonna be the best first lawn thing that's ever happened. My dad's going to come out and be amazed. I was like, I'm going to do the lines. You know how they do the, the dark green and then the light green? And then I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make it look really good. So I get the lawnmower started up and I'm focusing. I'm pushing the lawnmower. I'm even trying to keep my feet like as straight as possible. Any marching band people in here? Heel to toe. Okay, thank you. I was using my marching band moves from back in the day. Heel to toe, trying to keep it like as steady as possible and focus as possible. I get to the end of the lawn and I look back and guess what? It wasn't a line, it was like a snake. I was like, how did that happen? I tried so 
hard to nail it. I was like, I've never been more focused in my life. Well, after you figure out how to mow a lawn, this is how you mow a lawn. If you look down, if you look to the left or to the right, you're going to end up with a snake in your yard. But if you look up and you focus on the very end of the lawn, what's going to happen is somehow you're going to have a straight line. Somehow, by focusing at the end goal, you're going to see a perfect line emerge. I still don't know how it works, but I came here to remind some people today that because God has called you to be a leader, leaders don't look down or to the left or to the right at their problems, at their issues, what the world says, what they feel, but they look up, they look out with faith, and in the name of Jesus, they go towards it. So God, right now, we just thank you that you're here. We just thank you that you are you are dealing with every limit. God, you are dealing with every lid on our faith. God, you are dealing with everything that's going on in our heart. And God, we speak to every limit. We speak to every single thing in our life that's been holding us back. And we say, be broken in the name of Jesus. We speak to depression. And we say, be filled with joy. I am filled with joy. We speak to anxiety. Say I'm no longer anxious, but I am filled with peace. Speak to every bit of fear. Some of you in this 
define yourself by your struggle. You said, man, I, I'm just always going to have that. No, no more. In Jesus' name, hope is filling you right now. Every limit's being broken off. Right now, I want to give an opportunity. Years ago, when I gave my life to Jesus, I was in a service like this, and, and I gave my life to God. I tried everything in the world, but nothing, nothing gave me hope. Nothing gave me purpose like Jesus did. And you might be in this room today, and you might be feeling like, man, I've heard about this Jesus that you're talking about, and I need him to come and do whatever it is that he can do. I want to tell you today that God loves you, and he wants to meet you in this place. So if you've only ever heard about God, but you've never known God, God wants you to know him. He knows you, but he wants you to know him. So today, can we just close our eyes? I'm going to ask you to respond in this place. If you're in this room and you'd say, I need Jesus to come into my life. I need him to do whatever it is that you are talking about. And I want him to come into my life and into my heart and into my situation. Could you just slip up your hand so I know who to pray for? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you over here. Thank you in the back. Thank you. Thank you in the back. Thank you. Thank you over here. About to change, something's about to happen. Here, we're gonna all pray this together and we're gonna all ask God to do what only He can do. Let's pray this together. Say, Jesus, right now, come into my life, into my heart, into my situation. Save me, heal me, and set me free. In Jesus' name I pray. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.